Welcome to the Prophecy Forum Podcast with Pastor Larry Cockerham, bringing you the latest in current events as they relate to Bible prophecy. Listen in as these are not your normal studies from the Old and New Testament Scriptures. All right, good morning. This is Brother Larry Cockerham, and this morning we're talking about adversity. What are God's purposes for allowing adversity? Now, this is the second part of this series, and I have to admit, this is not original. This is a series I had years ago. Don't even remember who to attribute it to, but I thought it was really good uh, to be able to bring this out, especially during this uh, trying times that we're living in, folks, this pandemic. Uh, so uh, outside, it's pouring down rain. We had a tornado come through here uh, about a week or so ago and knocked down a huge pine tree. We <laughs> we really needed to have some more of these cut around here. But, uh, you know, we all have adversity. Uh, I have adversity. I know you do, too. So... Why are we having adversity? Well, God permits it for certain reasons. And so this is what we're talking about this morning. This, these, this, uh, remember the first uh, uh, podcast we had on adversity really dealt with the fact that God is trying to get our attention. That's what I remember from, from that first uh, podcast is the fact that God's trying to get our attention. This second one really deals more with the spiritual, supernatural realm. Uh, adversity is our evidence of spiritual warfare. Uh, folks, uh, you know, a lot of Christians don't realize that, and I've found this to be true over 40 years, is the fact that when things are going good, you might as well just get ready because uh, the old devil, he's going to come walking in the door and stir up some strife, confusion, chaos, division. Well, you know, when that happens, Satan's in the midst of it. But you've got to anticipate these things, and I'm afraid a lot of Christians don't, uh, they don't have that biblical worldview and realize there's a spiritual warfare going on. And so we've got to be prepared, and one way to be prepared is to be skilled in the use of our spiritual weapons. Folks, we're trying to uh, combat many of these problems uh, by using uh, science, politics, whatever, rather than uh, spiritual means. Uh, and we have to realize uh, the fact that prayer is one of our spiritual weapons. Not only that, uh, not only prayer, but also uh, the Word of God, which is uh, what I want to look at right now. I'm going to pull up uh, my e-sword, and I'm going to go over here, let's see, to Ephesians uh, chapter 6. And we're going to look at uh, what it says here about the spiritual warfare. He says, finally, my brethren, verse 10, uh, be strong in the Lord. Let me take his glasses off here. Uh, and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of who? The devil. That's who our enemy is. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, 
that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. He goes on to talk about the spiritual weapons that we have. Prayer, of course, is a spiritual weapon. Also, the Word of God. You know, we really need to, that's why we have the Word of God, for our learning, the Bible says. That means we, we, when we have problems, we need to go back to the Word of God and see what uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and all David and all these people did uh, when they had these problems. And so they're given for our admonition. But the real enemy here is Satan himself. And, of course, I believe it's First Peter uh, verse five, verse eight, chapter five says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We've got to realize we have a spiritual enemy. He, he's not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. He's not all knowing, omniscient, uh, omnipresent, and, uh, Anyway, all-knowing, all-seeing. So he can only be in one place at one time. But he has uh, uh, an army of henchmen that are working for him. And we find that uh, Satan and his henchmen are, are the real enemy. The real enemy. Sometimes we look at one another as the enemy. But first of all, adversity is our evidence of spiritual warfare. You know, Christian, we've got to realize we've had a paradigm shift in the last hundred years or so. Used to, we attributed everything to God. If you had a hurricane or a tornado or whatever, a pandemic, you know, which, or, or whatever it may be, we attributed it to God. But now, uh, instead of attributing everything to God, we attribute everything to science and te- technology and wind patterns and uh, Torcons and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. In other words, we don't see God in anything, and we've just went from one uh, spectrum to the other. So adversity is our evidence of spiritual warfare. It's uh, God's method of purifying our faith and exposing the futility of putting our faith in anyone or anything other than the Lord. You know, so many times we try to put our faith in uh, the world's methods, uh, science, technology, or whatever it may be. But adversity removes those things in which we put our trust so we can clearly see the faithfulness of God. And a large byproduct of this is for us to learn patience. James 1 tells us, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So, uh, you know, what are you putting your faith in this morning? What is the object of your faith? Now, adversity is also God's uh, way of increasing our hatred for evil. You know, so many times we see these uh, commercials uh, with, uh, I know back in the 30s and 40s, I, I like to watch some classic movies every now and then. But you know, back then in the 30s and 40s, everybody smoked cigarettes. You notice that? Everybody smoked cigarettes. And of course, uh, along with the cigarettes, usually was uh, alcohol. But are increasing for hatred for evil. In other words, it allows us 
to see the devastating consequences of sin. Now, we're beginning to see that a little bit with uh, drugs and alcohol and cigarettes. <clears throat> but we fail to hate evil because we cannot see the final cost. Young people cannot see the final cost. You know, we uh, as older people, we do. We see that final cost. And also, adversity is our reminder to pray for our authorities. He says here in uh, 1 Timothy 2, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, uh, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Well, you have to realize that, you know, we're praying for these people. They need to get saved. Many of these are not really saved. They need to get saved. And not only that, as we pray for them, we can pray for many of the different uh, uh, things that are happening in our administration and in our country. Uh, so I think that's important to realize. Now, I'm not saying we're to go along with what they're saying, but I'm just saying that... Uh, we need to be in prayer for them. We need to be in prayer for our country. We need to be in prayer for the things that are continually increasing towards evil. All the perversity that we see today, it's all around us. Listen, adversity is our signal to reevaluate our priorities. Wrong priorities may result in much painful adversity. So our per first priority is to seek God. That's what he tells us. Jesus said in Matthew 6, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But not only that, adversity is God's means of testing our work. God has tested all of his creation. He tested the angels. He tested Adam and Eve. You know, he, uh, he'll test us. Every spiritual house that's built must be tested in order to confirm that it's founded on the truth. Remember the parable of the two houses there in Matthew 7. One was built on the good foundation. One was built on the sand. One was in vain. And one day we'll stand before the Lord and those things that we've done, whether they be good or bad, if they're wood, hay, and stubble, they'll be burned up. And so uh, we'll stand before that judgment seat of Christ. The fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And then last of all, and this is something I never uh, realized, that adversity is God's way of sifting our friendships. Adversity will test friendships, will reveal which friends are concerned about getting and which are concerned about giving. Did you ever realize that many times when that friendship goes awry, that possibly God's testing that friendship? Listen, not only will he test individuals, he will also test churches to see uh, what they've built their foundation on. But you have to realize a true friend will love at all times, especially during times of adversity. Proverbs 17 says, A friend 
loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. We remember the love of David and Jonathan there in 2 Samuel 126. He said, I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant hast thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. 2 Samuel 126. This was David's lamentation over the death of Saul and Jonathan here in first set, Second Samuel one seventeen through twenty seven. So adversity is God's way of sifting our friendships. So we ask the question: What are God's purposes for allowing adversity? I think the main one is the evidence of spiritual warfare, because many Christians just do not see. There's a spiritual war going on, and this war is increasing. This evil is increasing and will continue to increase right up until the time the Lord takes us home with him. So this morning, I'm glad you're able to tune in to our podcast. This was the second part of a series on adversity. I think we have one more part. Uh, concerning adversity. And so I hope these have helped you. Remember the first one had mainly to do with God's trying to get our attention. This one has to do with the fact that many times we're facing spiritual warfare. And who is our enemy? Satan himself. But we're not to fight Satan. We're to resist him. We let God do the fighting. All we do is put our faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. This morning, thank you for tuning in. And mainly as we look around at this world today, I know it's a depressing thing to see the evil that is increasing. But the main thing is just keep looking up. Because one day the Lord's going to break through those clouds and we're going to be caught up together with them in the clouds. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Thank you for listening to the Prophecy Forum podcast with Pastor Larry Cockerham. 